137th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another exciting episode of Pixelated Paranormal, episode 140, Cryptid Encounters Part 10. And what's interesting about this specific cryptid encounter is that it's an aquatic creature. Now, we already know what you're thinking. Ah, oh, geez, you guys notoriously hate the Loch Ness Monster, so why would you waste your time with another water monster? Yeah, fuck that bitch. especially if you buy our new messy nessie mach 2 well that's true nessie is kind of lame in the grand scheme of things but that's not true for all the water monsters that lurk in the murky depths so without further ado weighing in at over 300 pounds at five feet wide and over 20 feet long hailing from northeastern arkansas covered in jaggy spines and the horn of a unicorn Built like a Geo Metro with the face of a catfish and alabaster skin like a pachyderm. Fish fear him. Fishermen want to stuff and mount him. It's the White River Monster himself, Whitey! (laughs) Now, Steve, you have your old uh, trusty cryptid hand guide. Why don't you break out some vital statistics for us? I do. Because obviously I'm the master cryptologist here, so <laughs> <laughs> this is, book is called The Field Guide to North American Monsters. Everything you need to know about encountering over 100 terrifying creatures in the wild. This book is written by W. Hayden Blackmore, or maybe Haddon Blackmore. I don't know. Maybe I butchered it, but who cares? <laughs> Whitey, these are his vital statistics. Uh, According to this book, distinguishing features, as Sean said, molted skin and large horn on the forehead. Okay, he's like a unicorn fish. (laughs) Um, Like a narwhal. Yeah. Uh, The weight is anywhere between two to four tons, which is pretty crazy to think of a fish that damn big, especially with the pictures of what this thing supposedly looks like. Uh, Length is anywhere from 12 feet to 65 feet. Which would be insane <laughs> to see that massive thing. Ugh. Uh, range and habitat, White River, Arkansas. That's probably where the name comes from. Preston will tell us more about that here in a bit. Population mm-hmm. size unknown. Who knows how many there are down in the depths of this little river in Arkansas. It's so deep. Diet. He's an omnivore. Behavior. Like myself, he's generally lethargic. Whitey does little aside from drift along <laughs> Arkansas's White River. Much like myself, however, when approached by humans, the beast can move quickly to escape. <laughs> <laughs> you found your spirit animal. Yeah. Uh, source, Native American from the Quapaw mythology, cryptozootology. And your chances of encountering Whitey out of five cryptid little skeletons, it's a three, boys. Oh, wow. Ah. So, Preston, give us a little bit more in-depth in details. Of this weird-looking fish with a dildo on its head. So, well, I piss people <laughs> off if I call it Arkansas. It's, it's Arkansas, I know, but... Uh, I mean, you're not known for pronouncing words correctly yeah. anyway, so... Wait, did I say Arkansas or Arkansas? I never say Arkansas. 
a little bit of this. I think he said Arkansas. Okay, cool. Yeah. I, you know, working down in Winfield, Kansas, I heard a lot of people refer to it as Arkansas City instead of Ark City. Yeah. And nobody called it Arkansas City because that sounds like a bunch of... Well, I shouldn't say it. We might have listeners yeah. in Arkansas. Arkansas. Anyways. <laughs> well, what about Arkansas Arkansas City? That's weird. I'd rather have yeah, Arkansas City. That sounds way better than <laughs> Arkansas City. What Are you saying like Arkansas City? The Kansas City, or Kansas, Kansas or Missouri? City? Or... Oh, well, you know what? Oh. This is Arkansas City. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Calm down, Joe Exotic. Yeah. All right. Presto, take it away. All right. So in Arkansas folklore, the White River Monster is a large creature reportedly first spotted off the banks of the White River near Newport in northeastern Arkansas. Wait, this Although, this monster smokes Newports? Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck camels. That's the giant. He's got a Corella DeVille. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a Corella DeVille cigarette <laughs> extender on it. Now... Even though Whitey is most commonly cited around Newport, the first documented encounter was actually from Branson, Missouri, um, in December of 1912, when timber workers floating graphs of cedar on the White River reported seeing something large and strange on the river bottom. At first, they thought they were seeing a boulder, because apparently in the White River, boulders fucking float. But then, (laughs) upon further inspection... They're like, holy shit, man, that's a large fucking turtle. Because I guess alligator's turtle can get to the size of a boulder. Now, there was discrepancies on the weight. They're like, maybe it's like 300 pounds, but then other reports say that the fucking thing was around 1,000 pounds. Now, Steve's handbook said it was like a ton. Yeah, Yeah. several tons, actually. Several tons. Now, there are... Some reports that go even further back that uh, during the Civil War that uh, old Whitey didn't like all those boats floating up and down the river. So he said, fuck your war and tip sized all of them. <laughs> That's you know, awesome. Tore that shit up. <laughs> I love so. that so much. The idea like you're you're again fighting, you know, an enemy that you can see. But there's also, you know, a third contender who really has no bias towards either Who's side. Hide your shit. <laughs> But you're in my fucking river, motherfucker. Yeah, like another thing that I think is cool about that though is that um, anytime there is any kind of like tragedy, like such as what we're going through right now, the pandemic or wars, the earth always has its way of fighting back or nature in itself. And I think that's so interesting. So then the way they work that into cryptology is pretty cool too. Yeah. What's the old saying? Like, we are the virus and that's Earth's antibodies? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking whiteies. (laughs) Fucking whiteies. So, monster sightings began in 1915 around the Newport area, and a owner of a plantation saw the river monster. He reported of it having gray skin and as wide as a car and possibly three cars long. Some other spectators added that its skin was crusty and peeling. This guy is mean. Yeah, (laughs) he's a crusty motherfucker. And as news spread, constructions of a rope net began, but sadly, due to lack of money and materials, they didn't get very far. And the same thing, like, I don't know, everybody was kind of uncertain of its size. Like some say it ranged anywhere from 12 feet to 65 feet or more in length. Same Mm -hmm. thing, it could be a thousand pounds or more, but... At this time, the head was almost never seen. However, one eyewitness reported glimpsing it and thought it had a protruding horn 
and it was said to make the noise that was something between a cow's moo and a horse's neigh. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> okay, so let me get this. Let me get this right. Like the description of this thing is mostly always like the crusty, peeling, gray skin. Blah blah blah. One person yeah. supposedly seen the head, and it's like, oh yeah, the thing has a horn. So that everybody goes with it now. <laughs> yeah, I guess so man, it's got a fucking unicorn horn, man. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. <laughs> it's just made out of spare parts. Yeah, like... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So. 1937, um, that's when the sightings started to increase uh, around Newport. And a farmer named Barmlet Bateman signed an alpha David to his observation, which began at about 1 p.m. in the afternoon on July 1st, and it lasted for about five minutes. He subsequently saw it several times during a two-month period, and Bateman also described the creature as being four to five feet wide and 12 feet long, with the skin of an elephant and the face of a catfish. Three other Alpha Davids were produced, one by Deputy Sheriff Z.B. Reed, who was with Bateman during one of these sightings and reported a lot of foam and bubbles coming from a circle about 30, meter, or 30 feet in diameter. When the creature emerged, Reed said, it looked like a large sturgeon or a catfish. The animal was visible for about two minutes. Bateman said he knew of two dozen others who could similarly attest to the unusual creature. Anyways, the resulting newspaper accounts shot that monster into monster mania and everybody was just like, oh my God, whitey. Now, <laughs> Bateman, kind of like Joe Exotic, planned to use TNT to blow the monster up. Of course. But our Arkansas Game and Fish authorities stepped in and prevented the farmer from dynamite- dynamiting the river. Because yeah, you ain't going to blow up anything but... The rest of the fish. Yeah. 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 Fucking idiot. <laughs> and then, on top of that, <laughs> redneck style, one monster hunter brought a machine gun to the river, apparently hoping to shoot it up like okay. a fucking gang. Everything like you Capone. just described with this is Arkansas. <laughs> I'm sorry to all the ding, Arkansas ding, listeners ding, out there. Ding, but holy ding, shit. Ding, ding. Yeah. There's a big old fish I down there. Let's you. blow it up. Nah, I got this. He brings a fucking LMG. To a river <laughs> and just yeah. wastes an entire fucking army army gun fucking ammo case. I imagine it's like Corey borrowing his dad's uh, Tommy gun yeah. and going down to the river. <laughs> Let's shoot it up, guys. No shit. I just picture everybody in coat and tails and, and you know bow ties, but straw hats, corn yeah. cob pipes. You know, it'd be <laughs> cool if we if we had like a lot of money, uh, we could like fund projects. Go to where this supposedly took place. And have a diving team or, you know, I don't think I'd be able to do it because I wear glasses, but you guys could go down there with fucking diving gear and look for the machine gun bullets to see if this is real. <laughs> wouldn't, that, the wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> yeah. And well, this was the infamous scene of the float. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of divers, diver and engineer Charles B. Brown was hired by Newport City Council to dive into the River Eddy that many suspected the monster frequented. Reports said that Brown believed he would not find anything, but just in case he was wrong, he carried an eight-foot <laughs> harpoon on the dive. Of course. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to see nothing. This story's all bullshit, but uh, I always carry this thing with me. Yeah. In case I'm wrong, I'm going to get that motherfucker like Ahab. <laughs> all right. 
So the Newport Chamber of Converts set up a fence and charged people 25 cents per person to watch the dive team search for the monster. An estimated 500 people or more gathered along the riverbanks to watch the dives, which failed to produce any evidence of Whitey. News reports of the sightings and subsequent efforts to catch the monster appeared in newspapers across the, the country that summer. Several publications declared Whitey as the monster of the year, so fuck you, Loch Ness, you've never had those creds. Oh, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Whitey's got that clout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And uh, Bateman was accused of many by creating a hoax, one in which local officials willing participated in, and... Uh, as a result, it created an infusion of cash into the economy, which was, uh, you know, during the Depression era. Wow. Now, during this flap, a woman named Ethel Smith of Little Rock stated she had seen the creature 13 years earlier, so around 1924, while vacationing with her husband and children. Elements of her description tailed uh, with those of others. It was making a loud noise, a uh, blowing noise. But it never did show its head or tail. It was terrible looking thing with dingy gray crusted hide. It frightened me badly. <laughs> now let me note real quick, they charged a quarter per person to watch this diving expedition. And nothing at, happened. What is it, five hundred people? That's yeah. roughly about uh they made about three thousand dollars back then. Uh the equivalency, yeah, of three thousand dollars. In the back depression. Then. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. And it was like a two-day affair. Like, the guy went down and, like, came back up. He, like, he went back down again, and his, like, helmet got all, like, tangled up and, like, got an air clot in it. And so after a while, people were like, dude, this either this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's doing or Whitey doesn't exist, so they just <laughs> got the fuck out of there. Or he lost his giant harpoon. Yeah. Now, a local fisherman said he had also seen the creature previously at the same site around 1915, and then sightings were reported in 1971 and 1972, and it was common that the creature had appeared following a with a widening ring of bubbles and thrashed about for five minutes before resemerging. Just thrash meddling down there. Yeah. <laughs> so in 1971, the sightings began when some woman reported seeing a gray creature with a horn sticking out from its forehead. Other witnesses described it as having a spiny uh, back 20 feet long. Later, a, a trail of three-toed, 14-inch prints were found in the White River area. Crushed vegetations and broken trees were evidence that something large had passed by, and it was assumed that it was the tracks of Whitey. Huh. 1973, the legislative signed into law a bill by State Senator Robert Harvey creating the White River Monster Refuge along the White River. The area is located between the southern point of the river known as the Old Grand Glaze and the northern point of the White River known as Rosie. It is illegal to harm the monster inside the refuge, so put your fucking guns away and don't try to kill this thing. <laughs> that's crazy. They actually passed that legislation. Yeah, I love that's, it. Well, that's just yeah. the state of Washington trying to make Sasquatch, you know, the state recognized cryptid. Yeah, that's hella yeah. cool. And shit in Texas... Uh, my old Snapple fact. In Texas, it is legal to kill Bigfoot if you ever find it. <laughs> so, what the fuck is it? Well, during a meeting of Baxter County Historical and Geological Society, Di Diana Roller stated the following. Most professional people feel that something is in the White River. The question has arisen to how to identify it with a known species. 
The common cryptozoological explanation is that the creature is a descendant of a xylophenonite, oh fuck, whatever, it's a fucking dinosaur, an extinct predatory fish about 20 feet long that would have resembled a fang tarpon. But it is unlikely that such a creature could survive in the fresh water of the river instead of salt water of the ocean where it used to roam. And it's extinct, so it would have to be a descendant or something like that. Other pops possible explanations for why they include supersized versions of local animals like catfish, snapping turtles, alligator guards. Some animals non-native to the area could also be masquerading as the monster, which includes sturgeons, Florida manatees, or elephant seals, which kind of have that weird unicorn horn thing going on. But whatever the <laughs> creature may be, Whitey is one of Newport's most well-known residents. Everyone loves Whitey. He's the town's mascot. He's in the Christmas parade. He was featured on the cover of the telephone. Wait, board. where's the pictures? So that's of all why this? you can't fucking <laughs> kill the thing. Why? Where's the pictures of all this? I want to see a picture of their mascot in the parade float. Yeah, no kidding. I'll fucking Google search that for the show notes, okay? Bet. So, modern day Whitey. Well, even though we haven't seen the guy since 1972. Fantasy author J.K. Rowling has name-dropped the creature in her Harry Potter series, stating that the magical creature spikes are often used as wand cores. For muggles, a White River monster hiking trail exists, taking per participants to several of Whitey's most famous hangouts over the years. And That's badass. The, tra the Travel Channel series, Mysteries at the Museum, featured, a monster during, featured the monster during one episode. The Animal Planet pseudo-found footage series Lost Tapes has an episode where two sportsmen and their guide are attacked by the White River Monster, but that turns out to be a fucking alligator. Oh, Travel Channel. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Which is funny because Travel Channel just took a really huge rebranding, revamp, yeah. and they focused primarily on actual, you know, paranormal encrypted encounter yeah. TV shows. That's what everybody and, loves, yeah, man. Travel. And I, mean, I, yeah. I was like... I was really upset with the Travel Channel because a couple years ago, they had that fake pseudo documentary of uh, mermaids, and the yeah. whole entire fucking time I'm like, oh my god, these fucking things exist. And then I realized at the end it was like all bullshit and made up, and I'm like, fuck you, Travel Channel, I'm never doing this ever again. <laughs> Wait, this happened right. to you in your adult life? Yeah, dude. Wow. The documentary came out like a couple years ago. That's deep. But yeah. like the found footage was so convincing. For a moment there, you're like, holy shit, this shit's real. <laughs> like, I'm looking at this little picture you have on here. <laughs> and that thing is not... That's not... <laughs> like, it looks like somebody... The, like, I think you can almost see an arm, like, holding the fish down in the water for the camera. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the whitey thing. I'm talking about the mermaid thing. Oh, okay. I need you to get with the program here, whitey. Well, now, you know, <laughs> they advertise that mermaid documentary about being kind of a historical deep dive documentary into the mythology and then they swing it to be like but there's actual footage of oh uh, one of them fucking and it things yeah it was a real bait and switch it was cool for what it was but it was again call me naive and, and preston too but like my theory has always been you know if ghosts are real and if monsters are real as soon as they're discovered it's gonna be smeared all across the news mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like that's all you're gonna see same with the bigfoot when that guy claimed to have that body yeah. Remember yeah. all that yeah. shit? Like, I was like, and oh, it was why a, is this not like it was a everywhere? Yeah. And it was a fake body inside a, a freezer with like a midget dick. And you're like, wait a minute, Bigfoot should have like a giant red rocket, not just like little, <laughs> yeah. you know, 
toddler size wanker. Don't remember anything about the dick. Well, Preston does, obviously. <laughs> I remember. You know, we could look up the facts. We should have prepared for that. <laughs> what but a, of course, this is think, organic, think about but... this though with all these like cryptids, so to speak. Uh, right now, with what we're going through in our nation and the world, if something was discovered and like definite evidence, like we have one, it's in a cage, like we're showing it to you, dude, it would be buried so easily because the news is happening so fast every day. With new shit. Right. That'd be so weird to have like something the, like that happen. Um, um, give me a second here and I'll get this brought up. Yeah, uh, I think back in 2014, the article says, one man claims the legend of Bigfoot is 100% real and has released a photograph of a hairy humanoid body he says proves the mythical creature is in existence. Rick Dyer says he shot a Bigfoot near San Antonio, Texas on September 6th 2012. He also claims to have conducted scientific DNA tests on the body, and after showing it off to more 100 witnesses, he now plans to take it on a tour around America. And then I forget what ended up happening, but he said he nailed some pork ribs from Walmart to a tree, and that's how he lured the Bigfoot over there. And then come to find out, it was fake. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> he had taken it. Yeah, he had taken the suit and and just roughed it up and thrown it to like a freezer and froze it over to where you couldn't quite tell what it was, that it was fake. And then I forget the different DNA inside of it, but like the DNA test came back saying that it was actually like um like human DNA, possum DNA, and something else. So, yeah, I don't know. I was equal parts let down and ecstatic that, you know, we hadn't found him yet. I want that shit to continue to go on and, yeah. you know, not be. Kind of like he uh, went out and, like, found all the different roadkill on the side of the road and then, like, sucked it up with a turkey baster and then put it inside the fake Bigfoot. And he also made the same claim back in 2008 when he maintained he had found the body of a dead Sasquatch that was nearly eight feet tall, weighing 500 pounds next to a stream whilst he was hiking. Uh, he promised to provide DNA evidence at an upcoming press conference. However, after the supposed Bigfoot body was unveiled at a press conference, it was revealed nothing. It was revealed to be nothing more than a rubber costume. Ugh, piece of shit. Yeah, such a bummer. Uh, within the fake news, <laughs> they, motherfucker. Yeah, they made him thaw out the body, which they said after about an hour of the thaw to begin. A break appeared to be near the feet area. As a team and I began examining the new area of the feet, I observed the foot, which looked unnatural, reached in and confirmed it was indeed a rubber foot. So what happens at that point? Does he get in trouble? I, you know, I don't know. He he made like $60,000 from taking that thing on tour and showing people, uh, showing people. And again, showing <laughs> just like charging 25 cents sheeple. ahead. <laughs> sheeple. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, charging 25 cents a head to watch somebody go trudge around the river for a little while. People want it to be real. You know, he charged $10 to see this thing and made close to $60,000. Uh, 12000 of that was actually um, cash and meals and entertainment. So the dude just made a shit ton of money. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. And that sucks, too, because, like, you already said you found one and it was fake. Why would you try to find another one and fake that? Because you know the minute you come forward with that kind of information, it's going to be ripped apart by science. Like, quite literally, they're going to rip your rubber suit in half. No shit. (sighs) Oh, well. 
Now what's going to happen is just like any good Looney Tunes cartoon, he's going to find one. Like Harry and the Hendersons, and yeah. no one's going to believe him. No one's going to believe him. Yep. <laughs> yep. This yep. fucking guy. Right. Well, bringing it back, Preston, I uh, I wanted to kind of follow up your, your White River monster with another aquatic cryptid not too far from Arkansas, down just one state south of us in Oklahoma. Ugh. And this, <laughs> the armpit <laughs> of Kansas. Uh, just kidding, Oklahoma. So I want to talk a little bit about the Oklahoma octopus, a mysterious creature generally said to inhabit the three lakes in Oklahoma, Lake Thunderbird, Lake Ulaga, and Lake Tinkiller. We got it now, right Let's now, see. at GW Zoo. <laughs> That's Joe's <Exotic> I promise. <laughs> no shit. I'm not surprised he didn't have an octopus. Um, and it says this creature likes to attack unsuspecting swimmers and pull them down to the depths where they meet an unfortunate end. According to the legend and the rumor, this freshwater demon measures up to be the size of a horse and resembles an octopus with long tentacles and leathery reddish-brown skin. Skeptics have questioned how an octopus, in an, being an ocean creature, could actually survive in freshwater lakes. But it is easy to believe that such a creature could be a fearsome predator in actual freshwater. The giant Pacific octopus, for example, is said to have the strength of a 200-pound man in every individual tentacle. Yeah, here's a side fact. I don't have a lot of phobias. I'm fucking terrified of octopuses and squid. Octopi, octopode, whatever the proper term is. Octopus is a creepy-ass creature. They're the closest thing to like an actual alien Cthulhu, entity that we Cthulhu have. type monster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah, there's a reason why it has an octopus for a head, folks. Yep. And they're shifty motherfuckers too. Like they're so smart that yeah. they can like get out of any situation, and they like to solve puzzles. Like any other animal in the animal world is pretty fucking dumb compared to an octopus. You can't fucking trust them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially like well, the way that they can they can maneuver their way out of traps and cages and zoos mm-hmm. and it's not it's not uncommon yeah. for one to be like halfway out <laughs> trying to escape because they're oh they're yeah always... well there's stories of them them like they can unscrew jars and crawl inside of them yeah. and just about screw the lid back on uh they can actually get out of jars they've been put inside of by just pushing up and then you know rotating the tentacle uh, on the underside of the lid, they had the one not too long ago that escaped an aquarium by jumping up and squirting water and frying out the circuit board <laughs> on the cage it was in. Wow. Yeah, they're not to mention the ink that they do for their defense mechanism. Ugh. Just yeah, creepy. they're shifty little bastards. Mm-hmm. That is for sure. Well, cryptozoologists have pointed out that a species of jellyfish has been able to adapt from salt water to freshwater conditions, and the same adaptation may have been possible for a giant cephalopod trapped in an inland lake where coastal waters recede. Now, no physical evidence exists in the case of the Oklahoma octopus, but many point to the high mortality rate in the lake and unexplained drownings and attribute that to the legend of the Oklahoma octopus. (laughs) Right, right. That's fun. That's, yeah. that's just. I've been to Oklahoma the Lakes. There's a lot of people doing stupid shit on boats and drinking. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're just drinking crack and rum, and that's what it's Crack and rum? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> it's the octopus that got him. Now, for, for me personally, like, both of these could possibly be true. 
because especially right. like deep ass water because man it's so deep no one goes down there we don't know what the hell's down there and you can't you oh, can't yeah. see that's why i think that the most terrifying thing on the planet is the ocean because there's yep. so I think you are exactly much right. stuff we have never and will never explore planet earth that documentary series had a spinoff called like the blue planet mm-hmm. and there was a uh, a little bit of that about a guy that made a submersible that was like a big plexiglass sphere that was surrounded by a square kind of like um, roll cage. And this thing had basically 360 degree visibility. No matter which way you looked, you could see all around you. And every corner of the uh, roll cage had lights on it that could be controlled. And they actually discovered underwater a separate body of water called an underwater lake. That's amazing. And I want to say it was just off the coast of Mexico. But if you imagine like going underwater about 20 feet down they found this ring of rocks and let's just spitball here and say it was like a hundred feet in diameter and they noticed the water inside this ring of rocks was a darker color than the regular water and they could see fish come up out of the dark murky water and then go back into so there's probably a species down there that right because we don't really know what the shape of this structure is is it just a tube like a Mm -hmm. well or is it shaped more like the top of a uh like a jar. They don't know. No, I know when what they it tried is. To... What's it's that? It's either a portal for the kaiju to come through. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. Or. Could very well be, man. It's really, it's well, just they a said portal. That when... That's what it is. Right. It's a it, portal. It's, it's it a hell mouth. When they tried, <laughs> when they tried to actually submerge the uh, little submarine into it, the water inside this ring of rocks was more dense than the actual water they yeah, were in. Fuck that. And so they couldn't actually get into that dense of a water structure. So they weren't able to go into it to figure out what's down there. Dude, at that point, if that would have happened and everything that I like at that point, like I'm assuming the people that are doing this deep diving probably mm-hmm. have a lot of knowledge of science and engineering, et cetera, et cetera. Everything that I knew at that point, about science mm-hmm. <laughs> when I tried to take this submarine down into this water and it didn't work because it had different density, I would reverse that shit so quick and got the fuck out of that ocean, dude. <laughs> Hell no. I think if they hadn't been making a documentary and being filmed, they may have just, you know, noped right yeah. out of there. But And that's so crazy to me is because I own this documentary on Blu-ray. But I've never watched oh, it. Oh, for real? Okay. <laughs> oh, dude, you are. Yeah, because I, I, uh, it I went to a garage one time and they had all like the life, planet Earth, blue planet, all these yeah. Blu-rays in like yeah. one big box set for like 20 bucks. And I was like, that's too damn good of a deal. Oh, yeah. So. For sure, dude. Well, and like you said, you know, exploring the ocean is what they say is the closest thing to being, you know, an alien mm-hmm. planet by itself. And I think as of the year 2000, we'd only discovered... Like 5% of the ocean or, or turn that around, there was still like 95% of the ocean that we hadn't explored and like 99% of the ocean floor we hadn't explored, oh, I think. That's fucking scary, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, I mean, God knows what's under there. So, well, to bring it back around here, um, there was a story that came out of Lake Conway, Arkansas. Have you heard the latest? They're stockpiling octopuses in Lake Conway. Don't believe it? Ask John Mazurik. He caught a real-life octopus, a good-sized one, back on Monday, December 1st, at the lake's dam. Yes, an octopus. The ocean creature of many myths and little knowledge among inlanders, and several steps beyond the more familiar eye-opening alligator or gar. 
No one had a solid explanation as to how he caught the octopus, but the common guess is that somebody had an aquarium, but the critter grew to be too large, and they dumped it into the lake. It was found alive and well when Masaryk caught it. He told John Harper, wildlife officer of the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission, the octopus was just clinging to one of the gates at the lake's dam when he saw it and reached down and grabbed it. Masaryk's fishing license should cover octopusing, and he didn't exceed the daily limit for this species. <laughs> but they said there is apparent a violation because of the dumping of an octopus into a lake uh, by party or parties unknown violates the rules against the releasing of exotic or non-native wildlife into the wild, be it lake or water, in Arkansas. <laughs> wow. That'd be so crazy yeah. to find an octopus in a lake. Be like, what the hell? Yeah. Well, and I mean, shit, they had people like, didn't they find an alligator not too far away from where we live? Like in like Kichai or somewhere? Yeah, it's they called found Lake one Placid. In, like, a pond? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. Well, as an epilogue to today's cryptid encounter, in 2019, researchers at the California Academy of Science alone discovered 71 new animal and plant species, including flowers, fish, coral, spiders, sea slugs, ants, and lizards, among other creatures. Now, they went across three oceans and five continents into caves, forests, and even the greatest depths of the ocean. But that's just one single institution in 2019. So God only knows, you know, how many others we could research through a quick Google search and tell you guys 71 new animals by one institution. That's That's insane. That is insane. So... Yeah, so with all the talk about water monsters, you got to ask yourself, are these creatures truly something mythical that remain to be hidden on the edge of some hidden dimension? Or are they just actually one more anomaly hidden in nature, just waiting to be discovered? Mm, I think it's, for me, it's a little bit of both. Okay. Like, because like uh, something like this, this just seems like an anomaly hidden in nature. But something like... Um, I don't know, like them goblins or something like that, them type of things. <laughs> yeah. That could be, you know, hidden mm-hmm. dimension type thing. Especially especially if they can make themselves go invisible and all that bullshit. Yeah. Oh, sure, man. I mean, and that's that's the ultimate underlying theme of why I personally love all this cryptozoology and everything else. And, and even the far-fetched stuff like the Kentucky goblins or, or gnomes or any of that shit, fairies. Mm-hmm. We call it one thing, but you could easily find something like this in the wild, categorize it, explain it, and next thing you know, it's just common lore. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a new species of a primate or a new species of a fish or any of that stuff. So to me, that's what's exciting is if you take away the paranormal aspect, finding Bigfoot, you know, Gigantopithecus, it could easily just be another monkey. I don't want it to be a monkey. I want it to be something completely out of this world. But at the end of the day, you could find it and then do tests on it and find out it is the missing link or it is just a brand new giant, you know, orangutan or something like that. Who knows? But I think that makes it a bit easier for some people to kind of, you know, digest a little Mm -hmm. bit, too. You know, we're not asking you to believe in space aliens. We're just asking you to believe in, you know, a new species of creature that hasn't been found yet. True that. You guys want some robot news? Yeah, you got some robot news you want to plug? Coming at you. 
statue from the 37th parallel from the basement of a mad scientist. It's more fantastical tales of robots. I do. Sorry, I've got the burps. Um, so it's not, I mean, it's not really news, but it kind of is. I mean, we've talked about it on here before about uh, robots doing the jobs of humans. Automation mm-hmm. It's a very big um, deal, especially in manufacturing jobs. Um, sure. Well, right now, the world's in a pandemic. And a lot of the times on the front lines, you're seeing a lot of posts on social media, news, blah, blah, blah. Even just people talking to each other. Um, grocery store people are on the front lines of that shit. And it's really, it's right. really scary because they're putting their lives on the line for a job that usually most of the time does not pay well. And they're use, they're looked at as lower class, et cetera. Um, now the grocery stores across the country are going to these robots and these things are mm-hmm. creepy as fuck. <laughs> like they actually have like the white <laughs> round head with the arms and all that stuff. and has like a little kiosk on it. Uh, and inside the store when people are working, uh, the, mm-hmm. the staff are filling the orders and then they take it to this robot and then the robot takes it out to the car and like picks it up and then you you take it yourself. And then when the robot comes in, it goes through this device that dis- disinfects it, stuff like that. So the store, no one goes into the store, the product, you know, stuff like that. And it's really it's really weird, but it's like starting to become extremely popular um, before the lockdown. And all that stuff um, right before they did the state of emergency. I think they were going to announce the state of emergency. The president was going to announce the state of emergency. Uh, that yeah. day I was like, okay, I got to go to the fucking store because it's going to get crazy. I went to Walmart and I was shopping for my groceries and I heard this noise. And I was like, what is that? And I look over. Exterminate. Yeah, it was Exterminate. just this massive <laughs> Dalek looking Roomba. And I was like, holy shit. If there was any company... To do this on a on a grand scale, it would be Walmart. And at that point, yeah, I was like, sure. this is crazy. Uh, but then I felt like, okay, well, at least Walmart's taking a precaution towards, you know, trying to keep things sanitized as, as much as you can on a grand scale with, with this thing. Mm-hmm. But now with the pandemic, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of things going on right now. It's stressing me the fuck out. Um, a lot of people stressing them out. This is also a way for for things to start because in the middle of a crisis, mm-hmm. the middle of a pandemic, things get swept under the rug, just as I was saying earlier. This stuff with this automation, like what perfect time to prove, hey, this is the way things are going to be now. You know, you know what I'm saying? Or when it comes to sure. um, you know, political type stuff, like there's some really sketchy things happening and it's one of the things where you just have to throw up your hands and you're like, well, what the fuck can we do? We're in the middle of a crisis. There's nothing you, – you, you can't protest. You can't go out and large crowd. You know what I'm saying? Like because then you're endangering others. You're endangering yourself. It's a extremely weird time. But when I saw this robot yeah. thing, I thought about back to um, – because like one of the original co-hosts of this show is Henderson Man. He's very – he's we give him shit about wanting to fuck robots. He might want to go on a date with one of these grocery store robots, and that's cool if he wants to do that. But I remember, <laughs> I remember, we don't robo yeah, here, folks. exactly. But I remember him talking about um, 
this scares the shit out of him. Be- and he's and he's met us just before when there's articles like this about robots taking our jobs, robots doing for what he does for his work could possibly one day be replaced by a robot. And that really scared mm-hmm. the shit out of him, you know? And it's just like, I don't know. It's just really weird to see like all this stuff unfold right before our eyes. You know what I mean? Like in such a short period of time, because every day is something different, something different, something different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good point. I know that, you know, I went to Walmart the other day and, and saw a, probably the same thing you did the the giant Dalek Roomba mm-hmm. thing moving around and people were out there taking photos, taking video, taking selfies by it and it's impressive to say the least. And I asked one of the workers and he said during Halloween time they actually put a full uh, full-sized human skeleton on it. <laughs> oh no shit, that's tight. <laughs> Which is one of the coolest yeah, things. Yeah, I mean, I've I mean trick of. it out or something. Yeah, do something to it, but get some rims on it and yeah. shit. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, I'd like to think on the other side, you know, uh, being the optimist here that that just frees up, you know, two people from having to go out and sweep and mop, you know, the floors of these stores. You know, they can be freed up to do something else, hopefully. So who knows? Oh, oh, another thing. I was driving home. uh, I've been taking like drives lately. And I just to clear my head because you stay in your home for so fucking long and it just drives you nuts. So you get in your car and you're just driving and I'm driving, listening to music and stuff. And I start thinking and I think about Signs, the movie Signs. Um, I think about mm-hmm. War of the Worlds, uh, the movie with Tom Cruise and shit and just the story in general, you know. Um, there's been another movie that something something easily takes down this alien force, basically. So in Signs, it's water. Um, yeah, War of the Worlds, it... Uh... Gosh, what was it? Just the air. Yeah, just the, the, yeah like wasn't it air or maybe it was water uh, the f- too. Fu- fungus, I thought maybe some kind of bacteria. But if only we could Google it. But right. But then I was thinking to myself, I was like, man, like what happens if like oh the aliens like pick like the per- or the aliens were actively, which I think they are, uh, taking, uh, you know, abducting people and doing experiments, et cetera, et cetera. We've talked about that a million times. Well, one of them takes the wrong person, and that person is infected with COVID-19. <laughs> the aliens get it. They have no idea what it is. They take it back. Yeah. Say that, you know, because it takes so long to intubate. So, like, two weeks for humans. Say it takes maybe, oh, like, a wow. week for them. So, like, they're flying back. You know, they do it. They do it instantly, whatever. They go home. By the time they spread it. But it's, like, extremely toxic to their environment. And then, once again humans have exterminated <laughs> another <laughs> wouldn't that be fucking crazy well you're you're loosely explaining the uh, plot for the original war of the worlds because it looks like germs are what killed the aliens mm-hmm. because they were so far advanced medically um you know out yeah, there in space yep. being so sterile they no longer had the need for an immune system <laughs> so when they came to earth uh, quickly they were overtaken by the uh, bacteria and viruses on earth so wow so yeah. wouldn't that be wild? Yeah, Steve? that's crazy. Yeah, so I was thinking about that. This July Fourth, folks, you can see the real Independence yeah, Day. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> it's pretty. I don't know. It's nice. just a weird. It's a weird time, and sometimes it's it takes your mind off things to think of different scenarios of like, oh, what would happen if this happened? <laughs> you get abducted. You're up there on a table. And they're doing God knows what kind of experiments. Just to you, cough. And all of a sudden, you just go, yeah. and they're like, huh. 
Red lights. Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> they just dump. They just dump you out the chute. <laughs> like you're just picking your nose and wiping on everything in sight. They they take they take you to this airlock and they just like fucking alien you out. <laughs> I love it. Well, guys, I think we did enough damage. Should we go ahead and plug some stuff and get out of cool. here? Yeah, let's plug some shit and get out of here. Sweet. All right, Steve, what do you got, man? Uh, you can check out our Facebook, Pixelated Paranormal Podcast. You can check out our Instagram at PXL Paranormal. All one word. Get on there. We always do cool little visual guides and random things like that. And Sean's good with the episode art and all that stuff. So check out our awesome horror movie podcast, 13 Nightmares, where we've recently reviewed the movie Alien. So yeah, kind of goes. Of contagious. Yeah, kind of goes in with this podcast um so yeah it's a great it's, it's it's a great thing if you like horror movies check us out we do uh little side shows where we discuss random topics and then uh the main episodes are we go deep dive into a movie the next episode we're doing is going to be scream so yeah if you want to oh, yeah. uh check us out that'd be much appreciated and if not you'll end up like casey becker on a tree that's cool Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I'm just joking. All right. That's all I got for plugs. And then speaking of Pixelated Sausage and our other shows, check out Mark's solo show, Pixelated Sausage. Check out his Attack of the Backlog, where he goes through on YouTube and plays and reviews several games in his ever-growing backlog of video games. Presto, what do you got for us? And as always, if you need a beard, if you want a beard... If you want to grow a non-crusty, callous, whitey beard, check out BigDobsBeardBomb.com and use promo code PXLPARA for 20% off your order and get you some kick-ass scents such as Classic Bay Rum Dundee Cedar Citrus Fresh Mint. Check them all out at BigDobsBeardBomb.com. Hell yeah. And in an ever-growing, continuous battle to stay clean, while you're on there, why don't you get yourself some beard soap? Yeah. And speaking of soap, check out our friends over at GunslingerSoap.com. When you guys are back up and running, go check out our friends over at CD Trade Post at Pawnee and Seneca. I do believe currently... Well, I don't know. Yeah, they're still doing online orders. I think that every once in a while they do like a curbside pickup, I think. I'm not entirely sure. But, you know, they're Perfect. doing what they can. But I know they are doing online orders and the free shipping. And I'm sure they're probably oh, yeah. going to be running specials, too, to entice people to yeah, buy. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, yeah, look into that, definitely. And then also our friends over at Fast Print at Harry and Rock Road as well. I hope they're all doing well through all this, too. So Cool. Well, is there anything else to plug? Oh, yeah, real quick here, just to give everybody a teaser for, you know, one of our next upcoming episodes. I forgot I ordered this book. I ordered a book written by Reginald Bakley called Goblin Proofing One's Chicken Coop and Other Practical <sighs> Advice in Our Campaign Against the Fairy Kingdom. What? Dwarves, gnomes, and your goblins beware. Your time has come. You'll learn to identify, track, and destroy goblins, brownies, trolls, gnomes, fairies, and other nasty members of the fairy realm. All right, I'm going to head out. Huh. So, yeah, I think that'll be a fun one to dive into. (laughs) (laughs) It's so damn ridiculous.
yeah, I don't know what I bought. I don't know if this is like a legitimate like, hey guys, here's or if it's a complete farce. I really hope it's just going to be a fun farce. But yeah, that sounds fun. That could be a, a new segment for the show or just one episode. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I know another cool. thing you could talk about. I mean, just give a little shout What's out. That? Sean and Shayla now own a record player. Ooh, we do. Yeah. And you know what? Selfish, shameless plug here. We just celebrated our 20th anniversary. It's not a shameless Ooh, plug. That's amazing. That's a fucking feat. Yeah. <laughs> 20 years. Yeah. 20 man. years with you is a testament to how much <laughs> yeah. she loves you. That's what, that's what my neighbor said. She's practically <laughs> a saint. And I was like, well, someone's got to mow the grass. Yeah. Aww. That's crazy, dude. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's, it's cool, man. But uh, thanks, appreciate it. But yeah, we uh, we bought a record player the other day and have been slowly collecting vinyl. And ironically, when I finally cave in and buy an actual record player is when garage sales are currently not happening. Yep. So I can't get all those cool finds like yeah. you, Steve, because you find some pretty bad oh, stuff. I'm, that's what sales. I'm doing right now as we speak. Um, I've got eBay. Uh, no uh, Central Vinyl Kansas Records, man. They're great. Uh, Wichita based, but it's all over Kansas and. You can uh-huh. buy cheap vinyl, and I just got meatloaf bat out of hell for four dollars. Bowie changes what? for four dollars, <gasps> motherfucker, and uh, a Black oh. Sabbath record. So that's awesome. Oh, yeah, this yeah. this site is amazing. They do great deals. Uh, I love it. Or it's not a site; it's oh, a yeah. Facebook page. But dude, you need to invite me to that if you can. Well, it'll it'll they post a lot, so. If it oh, clogs okay. up your gotcha. timeline, <laughs> I, I gave I it to Corey, and Corey was bitching about that. So, uh, I see, I see. Well, we'll see. Right. Well, yeah, I uh, we again, we can't go to any cool garage sales or estate sales. So we bought Queen's Greatest Hits, uh, one of Bowie's ones, which is you know his number ones. Which on record store day, there was supposed to be a David Bowie Now uh, album, which is supposed to be like B sides and alternate takes, mm-hmm. but that I think got postponed until. Oh, I forget when. I think June is record store day. So I don't know if they're going to release that vinyl earlier for David Boat. Pardon me. But yeah, so we got those two albums and then I ordered some uh, soundtracks for horror movies. I got uh, The Exorcist, which is kind of a cool, transparent, smoky vinyl that has some darker swirls of darker smoke in it. And then I uh, scored a really sweet limited edition Suspiria soundtrack. So jealous of both of them. Vinyl. <laughs> Brady's been getting into that too. He's collecting horror vinyl, and it's some of the ones he's gotten. I've just seen pictures yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, he haven't been able up to the hang fly, out. But, I think, yeah. and some other ones too. Halloween. So. I mean, he's got some some great shit. Yeah. Yep. It's it's a lot of fun. It, but you were right. It is a very expensive hobby. So yeah. I now understand why you really just shoot for those uh, garage sale finds yeah. in the wild. Yeah. So the newer the newer vinyl. I mean, Preston knows way more about it than I do and he explains to me like the different weights and how they sound better and stuff but me like I'm yeah. playing it, I'm playing it just if I want to listen to high quality music I and mo- most time I'm listening to on my phone anyway for me I like the right. cracks the pops I like putting it putting it in the background doing my mm-hmm. thing listening to the entire album you know stuff like that but for me like I like I'm all about the cover art I might not know this mm-hmm, band, but if the cover art's dope, I'll give it a try. And, you know, sometimes it comes out pretty tight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure, dude. And I'm now on that quest to find an ink blot. Or, <laughs> shit, sorry, ink spots? Ink blots. Uh, hang on. I've got, the, yeah. I've got the ruined vinyl right here. I'm currently trying to find the new sounds of the fabulous ink spots. 
that I had found at a garage sale for a dollar and left in my car for a very long time, and I don't think I'll be able to salvage this thing, man. Plus, it's got some pretty gnarly scratches yeah. on it, too, that I wasn't aware of. Well, you originally bought it for Preston, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he forgot about like this car. <laughs> but that <laughs> is a common so that's long, a common but... record. I see it all the time on the site and the yeah. swaps and stuff, so because a lot of those damn ink spots albums right now and even on like Amazon are forty bucks a pop yeah. for used. Right. Damn, I bet people are loving this vinyl now. talk. I'm so sorry. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> they, they stuck around <laughs> for that. Those deep cuts, boys. <laughs> I think people know right about the time they're like, well, I think I'm going to go ahead and head on out. Yeah. <laughs> SpongeBob Mimas, uh, please. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to head out. There you go. <laughs> yeah, when the boys get to about the 50-minute mark, I, I'm going to head yeah. out. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> well, speaking of head out, I think we ought to go ahead and cut it out of here. You guys got anything else you want to talk about mm-hmm. or add? Nope. nope. Just stay nope. safe out there, everybody. and Do uh, reach out to your friends and your family and stuff like that. and. Hell yeah. Stay home. Yeah, Shayla baked my dad a carrot cake for his birthday, and we uh, drove over there and dropped that off. Legit. That's nice. And it's really, not to get all sappy, it's really difficult. Like, I don't see my parents nearly enough as it is, so it's super hard to not just open the door and give your folks a hug. So that was a little bit of a a real, you know, bummer. But you got to follow the rules. Yep. And I'm just glad that they understand that and, and recognize the severity of it. Because unfortunately, yeah. a lot oh, of yeah. people that are our parents' ages are not high risk. Yeah, they're high risk, and they're not taking it that serious. So, oh yeah, oh my folks are man. They're staying home, taking advantage of grocery good, pickup. <laughs> they're playing by the rules for sure. Yeah, it'll pass. It'll blow over. Hopefully soon. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Good. Cool. All right, hell yeah. All right, guys. Cheers to the weird shit in the world and those of us that love to talk about it. And stay spooky and stay on the Paranormal Highway. The cast at Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the Paranormal Highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.